can win this, baby. It's the PHNX Suns postgame show. And that's right. Your Phoenix Suns tie up the series one-to-one behind Armani Mode, Devin Booker, who took over in the second half. And so I think it's only appropriate that Chris Paul gave uh, Scott Foster the 11 tonight. There we go. The streak is over. It's over, Ding baby. dong. Scott Foster's streak is dead. And it feels pretty good after what was a rough night in game one. So what was your overall first thoughts on this game? Today? I was like everybody else about midway through that second quarter. I was shitting bricks like, dude, are we really about to get swept? <laughs> oh, God. It was not looking good at all. And then things turned in a significant way. And when you look at it at the end of the day, the game was tied at halftime, despite the fact that the Suns were not clicking. They put it all together. And in the second half, mm, Beautiful basketball. It Beautiful finally basketball. felt like the Phoenix Suns remembered who they were. Yeah. And it just simply came down to you can double Kevin Durant, but then you're going to get a full dose of Devin Booker. And that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, Devin Booker came up huge in that second half. And sure, the, the first half was a Buscemi, but the, the second half uh, was a masterpiece. And if that Suns team shows up, this could be a gentleman's sweep. I'm not. I'm not gonna get ahead of myself, but that team is is what we were sold on when that trade was made. When Kevin Durant came to town, that second half was what we all believed the Suns team could be, and it felt like it clicked for them there, and it was nice to see. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it really started turning up on their defensive side. You know, they they really locked down. Uh, they uh, they really just honed in. And again, I talked about last time. They had to throw multiple different coverages at Kawhi. Tonight, they did that in abundance. They threw multiple double teams, different players guarding him at different times. Yes, Torrey Craig was kind of the primary defender for the most part, but when he wasn't in there, and even when he was in there, they weren't so quick to, to switch, and they were throwing those doubles. you got to throw doubles at Kawhi, get the ball out of his hands, and that's when everything really started to kick it up a notch, and the Suns were just off and running. And then, hey, listen, I think the first – quarter and a half they were in full panic mode like it felt like they were really tight they were not um grooving the way that they usually are and you could feel it you could sense it the crowd could sense it we mm -hmm. were in the building we could sense it we're like dude somebody's gonna calm down and i'm gonna get to my my bookmark down here in a little bit but there's one guy that really kept it all together for the suns and we'll get to that in a little bit yeah there was a point in the second quarter where devin booker missed a point blank shot and then came down and fouled Kawhi Leonard and you thought something isn't right here yeah you know the refs were like oh or, excuse me the announcer was like oh he he fell maybe he rolled his ankle everything felt just off and then the final two minutes really was the final four minutes of that second quarter you felt like something clicked they stormed back they were down 13 they wind up tying it up at the half they wind up going on a 19 to 2 run between the end of the second and the beginning of the third and they were off to the races, and that third quarter was where Devin Booker really shined. Mm -hmm. Went 7 of 8, 18 points, had the last 9 points in the quarter, had 31 for the game at that point. And it really felt like that was when the Suns calmed down and remembered this is the way we play basketball. And then CP3. We both made jokes about him in the first half on Twitter. Uh, there were a lot of people wondering, okay, what's going on with Chris again? 
But in the second half, and in particular in the fourth, he found that mid-range game, hit those shots that he missed in game one that cost him down the stretch, uh, and really uh, that helped the, the Suns close it out tonight. Uh, overall, this made me feel much better about this team and where they're headed uh, just in the way that they were able to figure that out. Listen, you're not going to stop Kawhi Leonard, you, but you got to throw everything at the, in the kitchen seek at him to slow him down. Um, and once – I mean, it feels like every time Kawhi Leonard takes a shot, he makes it. Like yeah. it just—it's very rare that he that he that he misses. But everybody else on the offensive side of the ball, like Kevin Durant, was hitting in the first half. Uh, he seemed like he was far more assertive, and he wasn't yeah. hesitating. Uh, Chris Paul was off in the first half, and really f- through the first three quarters. Yep. You know, you're kind of wondering, shit, is this? You know, you and I Are both tweeted the here. same yeah. thing almost at the same time about like, is this a COVID game or is this a quad injury? Yeah. Like. It's the same shit as Game 7 last year, but they were able to put it together, and that's mostly because um, Devin Booker scored at a high clip and really brought that juice. Even Listen, you got to give props to Devin Booker for two things. Number one, being able to, to find his shot, and number two, the hardest thing, figuring out how to get through the adversity and really um, the, the pressure that it seemed like he was putting on himself, and he was able to get through that and he got through it in such a at such a high level um, that it's just remarkable. You just don't see a lot of players being able to find their way through games like that, especially at with the energy that Devin Booker plays with. Uh, it, it was tremendous, and uh, it, it was a it was a fun game to watch for sure. Yeah, why don't we take a look at what's in the box and really break down how this game happened to be a win for the Suns? Uh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? Look, there's a couple reasons to start in this uh, box. A 123-109 Suns victory as they tie the series. But there's two things to start as to why the Clippers were even this close. Offensive rebounding still was a problem. In particular, in that first half, they gave up seven of them. Finished 12 offensive rebounds for the Clippers to seven for the Suns. And guess what? Free throws were not in the Suns' favor. Who would have guessed that with one Scott Foster in the building, uh, 13 of 14 for the Suns, 28 of 31 for the Clippers. But the saving grace for the Suns, they shot 58.8% from the field, while the Clippers shot 43.8. And that's how they overcame a bench point advantage again for the Clippers, 30 to 13. And that's how you get a 123-109 Suns victory. A hell of a night for the Suns. And Saul... I believe you have something that you want to point out as to why the Suns were able to win. This yeah, game. listen, things were really shaky, and this is my uh, by the book, man. Yep. Your bookmark. My bookmark. No, it's by the book, man. Oh, we're going with by the book, man. I it's thought always we're going been by the book. book man. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, so my point is, in the second half or in the second quarter, it was not looking good. Suns were down by nine. Um, Norman Powell just got a jumper. Uh, and they started finding D.A. at that that mid-range, that free-throw line jump shot, and it was wet. It was yes, wet, it was. straight up. He scores eight of the next ten points, Kevin Durant thrown in there as well. Um, and despite that, even despite that, the Clippers still found themselves able to creep up to 13 points. But without that, that con- contribution from D.A., because nobody else, this was right after Devin Booker basically hit nothing but glass on a layup, uh, an easy jump shot, and it looked like things were unraveling. But Da was able to kind of maintain the Suns, just so hopefully they could figure it out. And then from that point on, the Clippers go up thirteen, 
and then everything falls apart. Armani Mo kicks in, KD's aggressive, uh, you know, everybody's kind of into a good flow, and it was fantastic. DA uh, gets a lot of slander, obviously, but he played a great game tonight. I thought defensively he was solid. Um, he was in position. He wasn't giving up a lot of the easy stuff that we saw the other night, and he was also able to contribute on the offensive glass as well. He had three offensive rebounds, 13 altogether, a 14-13 game. Uh, might not seem like a lot to a lot of people, but if you watch this game tonight, D.A. was uh, a phenomenal player, and really that second quarter, I thought, is what helped spark the Suns and give them the confidence to just, hey, everything's going to be okay. We just got to get through it. We just got to get through it. Eight out of ten points, including six in a row. Uh, that was huge. That was huge. Yeah, he hit when they needed him to. Yeah. Right? And, and it, you know, I don't think his offense is going to be – the thing this series that that shifts things on the glass tonight, he was fantastic. He had a body on a guy. He grabbed the boards, and that was even with the foul trouble, which was, I think, BS. He got called for some ticky tack stuff yeah. that forced him out of that game there. And uh, so I liked what I saw from DA. He took a lot of crap after last game, a lot of it not rightfully so when you go back and look at the tape, but tonight. He came up big and uh, and was a big reason they built that ten point lead before he uh, he went out with those fouls. They held that lead. They extended it when he came back in. It was a hell of a performance by him. Uh, I gave some people some bad betting advice tonight. So oh, I know, I, I know. I uh, plus eleven hundred. I told you. Hey, he came close. Book had a great night from from deep tonight. He just didn't hit two in a row, but. That just because I gave you bad betting advice, I didn't give you bad advice where to place that bet. Bet MGM is the place to be. Love our new sports book partner as they are the king of sports books and they've taken care of you, our listeners. Uh, if you put down a bet and you put in the code PHNX when you download the Bet MGM app, you're going to wind up with a few different options. It depends on where you live, but if you live here in Arizona, you're going to get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. How it works is you're going to download that app. That's the easy part. Then you're going to put in the code PHNX and then place a pregame money line wager in the amount of at least $10. So we're not talking a lot of scratch here, just 10 bucks on any market at standard odds prices. And then you're going to receive $100 in bonus bets instantly regardless of the outcome of your wager. So if you suck at betting like I did tonight, you're still going to get your $100 in bonus bets, even if you lose that $10 bet. Uh, just make sure you use that code PHNX when you sign up. And don't forget, on Thursday, it's a road game. So you can't be out at Footprint Center, but you know where you can be? The BetMGM Sportsbook app or sports book out at State Farm Stadium. We're going to be out there. It's presented by our friends at Neutral, the best vodka seltzer you're going to find on the market. You can come hang out. You're going to get food specials, drink specials, giveaways, all sorts of uh, things you're going to have out there. And you get to hang out with us, which is a great thing to do. Game three, that's April 20th. That's Thursday at 6 p.m. out at the Bet MGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium, be sure to be there and join us, right? That'll be a fun time for all. And I think that Saul and I also may be doing a little, uh, a, a little watch along from out there at the watch party. So maybe if you're out there, you can hop on and ask us some questions during the game. 
or share your thoughts during the game. We're going to have some fun out there for sure. It's going to be great tonight. Uh, game time. Yeah. Uh, you know, we now are guaranteed a game five back here in Phoenix. Let's go. But, you know, if, if, you, if you're feeling spicy, you want to go on a road trip, you want to head out to L.A. like uh, our friend Gerald Bourget is, but you want to get tickets. Don't worry. Our friends at Game Time have got you covered, right? You go there, and if you're going to procrastinate, it's all right. You get in L.A., you want to find your hotel, you want to wait until the day of the game, you do that, it's okay. You can save up to 60% on last-minute tickets at Game Time when you use the Game Time app. And guess what? The even better thing, if you use the code PHNX, you're going to save $20 off that first ticket that you get when you purchase with the game time app it's that easy and i'm gonna bet you can get into staples center for pretty cheap because as i as i know it's more of a lakers town than a clippers town so i think you might be able to get into that arena using the game time app. it's very true very true you want to get your tickets go to la it's only a six and a half hour drive go ahead go out there do it yeah it should be fun let's take a look at some of our super chats tim from phoenix a 20 dollar Super Chat says, I can't lie. I was really down on this team in the second quarter. DA hitting those four shots in the in the second might have saved them before Book and KD went off. Tim, you're 100% correct. Saul and I were right there with you in the second quarter. This was not a happy place to be. Wow. Uh, Trevor Begay, 199 Super Chat. Playoff Craig showed up again, and DA was good. That's right. Demetrius Collins, a $5 Super Chat. We are becoming a better form of ourselves. It will take time, but we will get it done. No more defeatist attitude. I like it. I, I, I'm a, I, I, I want to go back to that point. Um, it is going to take a little bit of time, especially at this level, to figure things out. They started to figure things out in that second quarter, mm -hmm. and really in the second half. You can see that all putting it together. That's fantastic. That'll continue, and it will get better. It will get better. And so because it'll get better, maybe those minutes will come down just a little bit. But honestly, it's the playoffs. These guys log 40, 42 minutes. It don't fucking matter. This is the reason why you you get to this this point of the season. This is the reason why you should only be playing 30 to 35 minutes in a game. Like, these guys are going to be good. Yeah. If you look at the number of games these guys missed this year, they got some gas yeah, in the tank. So, fine. by the way, yeah, I did say Staples Center because I'm not calling it Crypto.com. That's just a stupid name. So I said Staples. It's okay to admit uh, that you just messed it up. Well, I did just mess it up, but I'm still not going to say <laughs> Crypto. It's a stupid name. But you just said Crypto. Okay. Well, I'm not going to say it in reference <laughs> to the arena. Uh, Taboo's Tidbits, 499 uh, Super Chat. I thought Book wanted to get a double-double from in and out, but one assist short, LOL. Special scorer, love when he gets his three ball going. He's unreal, and that's true. He was fantastic tonight from deep and from everywhere else. Uh, and Gordon Beaver, 199 Super Chat, be legendary, D-book, and he certainly was this evening. Loved what we saw from there. And uh, you know what? I think it's it's time to take a look at our big, bright, shining star of the game. Who is that? I'm a big, bright, shining star. I think it's one Devin Armani, big D booker, as our friends on another program say. Uh, he had 38 points, nine assists, and he was six of six from the free throw line. Had a great game from deep as well. Overall, a spectacular outing from Devin Booker. And uh, look, this was the guy that we saw in the MVP conversation last year. He came up big tonight, looked very much uh, like that guy in that second half, in particular, 
that third quarter. He found his mid-range game again, was uh, hitting them from deep. And really, also, I think an underrated thing tonight, he was on Kawhi a lot defensively, put in a, a valiant effort um, at most times. I mean, there were a few plays that were a little rough, but he put in a valiant effort in playing defense on Kawhi as well. Overall, I, you got to love what you saw from Book tonight. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I was a little concerned in that first half. I'm not going to lie, especially that first quarter. I was like, dude, what is going on right now? Book just did not seem like he was in rhythm. Uh, and then making stupid fouls. Like yeah. the, 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 the one thing, if there was one thing that you're, you're going to point it out uh, or you were going to point out is, um, I mean, I was calling it out as I was seeing it. Mm. The fact that he just was not boxing out at all. And that was a big reason why the the, the Clippers kept getting offensive rebounds because his guy kept getting around him yeah. and just getting wide open looks to get the ball. So, but after that, after that second quarter, um, things kind of settled down, and then he just went straight ape shit, and it was fantastic to see. Uh, he's he's just got a skill like like very few guys have, and uh, when he gets into that mode, you can tell it is. Uh, you can tell he's there, and it's it's fun, fun, fun basketball to watch. Well, and you can you can see you can start to feel how he's feeling it on the court. His demeanor changes. He locks in. There's that swagger, the flex when something happens. Like it's it's totally just he totally changes. He morphs into that guy, and that whole second half, uh, the the Clippers decided to double KD, and it was yeah, it was pick your poison at that point. It was. Okay, we're going to let Devin Booker get his. Well, he got his, and then you look at it and you go, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't have doubled KD, but if you double book, you're in the same uh, issue with KD. Mm -hmm. That's why you put this team together, because you're going to have situations like that. Uh, I I loved seeing that. That better be the offense in it in its uh in its best form and what we see in the next few games. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I, I think once once everything starts to settle down, um, a book is also going to have a better feel for for what's happening out there. Mm -hmm. You can still see there's times where KD and Book were both each confused as to what the other should be doing, um, and Chris Paul wasn't as much a factor until the fourth quarter. And so because Chris Paul was kind of like, it, it just felt like everybody was kind of lost from time to time. Yep, it takes a little bit, of, and that that's the chemistry that they talk about. That's the chemistry that needs to build. Uh, you're 10 games into this. They're 9-1 and one with KD. And like I said, I, I, you're going to start to see this all gel together, hopefully uh, with plenty of time before you got to get to the second round, if you should get, be lucky enough to get to the second round. Um, but this team is, is, is one of the better teams in the NBA when they're all clicking. Yeah, I mean, this in some ways reminds me of last year's first-round series where, you know, this isn't going to – we thought it may be a little easier than it – then I think it's going to be just because this Clippers team can be very physical. Can uh, they have that length that can kind of mess with the sun's rhythm. But last year was without Kevin Durant and the gravity that that guy brings, even though again, he didn't shoot much in the fourth quarter, but the gravity of what he brings helps Devin Booker so much more than anybody else they've had on this roster. But he had a couple opportunities. Great. He did. Uh, he had a couple wide open threes and he's probably so wide open. He couldn't believe it. Uh, and they didn't drop, but um, again, that's the that's the gravity that Devin Booker's pulling when he's when he's dropping thirty eight in the game. You got you got to go focus on him, and we saw it for a little bit there, mm -hmm. a little stretch where it was like one guy, then the other guy, and it was back and forth. 
it was it that's what we all hoped would we would see and that is what happened well i mean you got to give katie his flowers 25 points six rebounds five assists two blocks and a steal uh that that even though again he wasn't the guy in the fourth quarter he was spectacular throughout this game he was 10 of 19 and that was with being 0 of 4 uh from deep so still there's room for for katie to to still reemerge as the guy that we've seen for over his career so there's still room for this offense to get better which i love let's give out our x factor of the game it is one drum roll please tory craig again another fantastic night i'll give i'll give monty credit for this he was right that tory craig can be an impact guy in this series he has been so far tonight 17 points six of nine shooting five of eight from deep added in three rebounds two assists two steals that is a, a fantastic outing for Tory Craig. He's now shooting spectacularly from deep through two games. Has had uh, you know big impact offensively so far in this series. Uh, Josh Okogie did get a few more minutes than he did last game as well. But I think uh, Tory Craig's probably going to continue to start just because of how well he's played offensively. Yeah, but again, Tory was fantastic too, and he had some. Some big time threes. There was one three uh, in the corner when the Clippers cut it down. I believe they cut it to four, and uh, it looked like, oh man, are we about to are we about to blow this? Yeah. And Tori hit one in the corner, and the bench went crazy, and everybody was was fantastic. That three, I felt like, is kind of what cemented the game for the Suns because after that, they never the lead never dropped down below six after that uh, for the rest of the game. And, and Tori was fantastic, and defensively, Tori was better. Uh, still would like to see him close out a little tougher and get into that space of Kawhi uh, more than he than he does. Uh, once again, he got he got a couple threes right in the eye, but you know it happens. And uh, I, physically, he's able to match up with Kawhi, and, and then obviously athletically, he's just he's gifted. He plays with tremendous effort. He gives you second chance opportunities. He runs the floor better than anybody. Um, it, it's it's great to see his effort really have an impact on this team the way that it did tonight. Yeah, certainly. Uh, you know what? I love commemorating big games from guys. I'm a big fan of that. I used to do it by keeping ticket stubs, but you don't have ticket stubs anymore when you go to a game. But a cool way to do it is merchandise like from FOCO. Bobbleheads, uh, they do commemorative ticket stub kind of things there. FOCO is pretty awesome in what they do. I and mean, they've got a special offer just for you. 10% off at their store. They've got Arizona sports merchandise across the board, not just Suns. They got D backs, Cardinals, ASU. Yeah, like everything. some of the knickknacks we have all over the oh, place. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're spectacular. They've outfitted a big part of our studio. So you can check them out. Uh, they have li the best licensed gear for all the sports, as I said. Uh, and they've got some spectacular baseball stuff. If you're if you're enjoying the wagon that is the Arizona Diamondbacks right now, you want to check them out. They've got some great bobbleheads, great Suns gear as well. Foco always has your back for Arizona sports, and they and they have the best gear around. Uh, find out what they have by using the link in our description. For all non-presale items, use that promo code PHNX for 10% off. And last game, we had, we had to drink our sorrows away, right? But tonight, it's celebratory beers. And if you want a celebratory beer, 
our friends at Four Peaks have you covered. They got the best beers in the Valley. We highly recommend you check it out. You can get them at your grocery store or you can go to their 8th Street Pub, which is fantastic. Great beers, great food out there. And if you want to join us on NFL Draft Night, that's coming up next Thursday. They've got the NFL Draft Party that we're hosting at their 8th Street Pub. It starts at 2 p.m. on April 27th. Their guys, Johnny and Bo, uh, from the premier Arizona Cardinals podcast, the PHNX Cardinals podcast. Premier. That's, that's how they call it. That's what Johnny calls it. I, I yeah. thought they called themselves elite. Uh, well, uh, they call themselves don't, – just don't call them fraudulent, all right? Don't call them fraudulent, <laughs> and don't call Johnny tiny, and you'll be good, all right? So join them out there for the draft party. They're going to have great beer specials, $3 Redbird Lager Pints, $5 Redbird Lager Pitchers, and you can use the regular PHNX special of $3 Kilt Lifter and Wow Wheat Pints. Uh, so, again, head out to the NFL Draft Party April 27th at Four Peaks and make sure to hit the link in our bio for your free ticket RSVP today. Must be 21 years or older to drink. Enjoy responsibly. <sighs> Saul, we... We had uh, we made fun of. Uh, go, go ahead. What, what so so there was a comment earlier that was talking about uh, we should give some flowers to Monty because if we're going to bag on him uh, from the other night, we should we should commend him for tonight. I will say this: um, I think it worked out tonight, and I think everything was fine. Uh, the one thing that I thought was kind of, I you know, Stan Van Gundy did a tremendous job all night long. Of basically calling Monty out uh -huh. all night long. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you playing drop coverage against Kawhi? Why are you doing, you know, like he pointed out. But one of the things that I thought was just an egregious error was when Devin Booker uh, made some body contact with Russell Westbrook and then swiped down and got all ball and got called for a foul. I'm going to assume that the foul call was because of the body contact mm -hmm. because I thought the whistle blew before he swiped down. Um, obviously, I thought he was in good position. Uh, but you had a timeout to burn anyway. You were going to lose it under two minutes. And he waited until the Clippers took a free throw and then called timeout. Well, fuck, if you're going to call timeout anyway, you might as well go ahead and challenge it and see if you're going to get it back. Monty's got like 18,000 fucking challenges sitting in his pocket at home. Dude, use them. Like, use them. So, yeah, Monty did better tonight. That's also because the Suns played better. Um, so... I, I I felt like he was largely the same. He cut his rotation down by one guy up until the last you know thirty seconds of the game. So I'm not going to say he still played ten guys in the first half. He played ten guys. <laughs> um, he gave TJ a little bit of run, and uh, you did know Terrence Ross get him. Terrence Ross did not get any minutes, which is still he bizarre. Gave, he gave man. Damian Lee three minutes, and he gave TJ I think two, and that was it. <laughs> and then he he basically he basically played an eight man rotation, which I'm cool with. Um, yeah. But I, I I I did like Stan Van Gundy tonight, and that's not because I'm a Monty hater or anything like that. Shit, I don't think I've really even talked much about Monty all season. But man, you, you just listen when the opportunities are there and you have nothing to lose, pull the pull the trigger. Well, yeah, throw a that's challenge. Been, that's been his thing all year. Like he's saving it yeah. in case something happens. But what drives me nuts is two points at the end of the game, 
It's just, you know, if you save those two points earlier in the game with a with a challenge, it's just as important as those two at the end. What? If there's an egregious call, use it. But you know what? I will give Monty credit. He told Devin Booker, go out there and score at halftime, and Devin Booker listened. So. There was three minutes left. There was under three minutes left to go when that 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 happened. Yeah. Uh, the Suns were up by nine, I believe, or maybe even 11. Um, I, I just, come on, man. Like, just just do the challenge. I mean, listen, there's other things in the game. There's other opportunities in the game where he could have thrown a challenge. I understand that he he wants to save it just in case. Uh, but to me, honestly, sometimes when you have the opportunity to be able to make a call and and it's and it's gonna save maybe a star player from a foul, then why not? Why not? Yeah, it does it doesn't it doesn't make sense. And yeah, look. I think Monty can do a lot to hurt this team. Uh, I'm not sure that there's a lot that Monty's pulling the strings that he's going to do right here necessarily. The, the equation's pretty simple. Do Devin Booker and Kevin Durant hit shots? If the answer is yes, move down the chart, Suns win. If the answer is no, Suns lose. I mean, that's that's what it is. And I don't. Maybe there's some scheming that Monty can do to get these guys open, but in the end. It's really going to come down to their raw talent. This isn't a system-driven offense at this point, as we as we saw in the first two games. It's not really systematic right now. It's, okay, we're going to have you do your thing. Book's going to do his thing. We'll run some pick and roll with CP3 and DA. Two guys will you know, be either Torrey Craig or Josh Kogi, maybe open in a corner. That's your system right now. Yeah, I don't – I'm, I'm still not a fan of – the three-point shooting, uh, they were only 10 for 24. I would like to see a few more shots from the perimeter. Uh, they're so good in the mid-range that they're just going to bludgeon you to death there. But uh, it, I would like to see a little bit less Shamit still. I mean, I still think – I think he played 14 minutes tonight. I still feel like that's way too much because what did he do out there? I mean, I can't – outside of a missed three-point shot at the top of the key, I really can't recall Landry Shamit even being on the floor he tonight. He went 0 for 2. Two assists, a steal, nothing else in 14 minutes I just, of play. That's just not enough. The only reason you're playing him is because campaign's injured. I'd much He's, rather – I'd much. I mean, because you have Book, CP, and KD and a mixture of all three of them, I really don't even see the need to 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 validate Shamit being on the floor because you can bring in a guy like Terrence Ross or TJ Warren to give you some minutes there. And I just thought at least TJ Warren, I mean, two or three minutes is not enough. He needs to get back into the flow of things because he's like EJ said, he can win you a, a playoff game. But what's the point in two minutes? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't Why understand. Why throw either. a guy out there for two or three minutes? You're not, he neither, uh, neither Lee or Warren got a shot off. So what are you even going to know in those uh, combined five minutes those guys played? You have no idea. You don't have any idea if they can be impactful if you're going to play them that little. I like, and, I get it. You'd claim, okay, well, I want to play Shamit instead of Terrence Ross because of the defense. But come on, your your bench still only scored thirteen points tonight, thirteen total. Josh Kogi had seven of those. Like, I I need more out of that bench, and Terrence Ross is a guy that can give you that. And campaign, if he comes back. Can give you that. Can give you the energy, Man, but right. I still don't. I still don't understand that. I much. didn't know we would get to a point this year where we desperately need campaign minutes. 
And we desperately uh, yeah. need campaign minutes right now. We, I mean, campaign just needs to come back ASAP. Like, dude, go to an acupuncturist. I don't care what happens. Go to a chiropractor, get the back right, and come back ASAP because the Suns need you in the worst way. Nobody should be subjected to the minutes that we are seeing <laughs> from Landry right now. And they did, Monty did say pregame that, uh, that Cam had started on-court activity. They just hadn't seen enough to where they were comfortable to bring him back in. I, look, I understand it if he's not in full contact. You're not sure yet. You rush him back, you lose him for all the playoffs. That could hurt you more than it's going to hurt you in these first few games here. I'd rather make sure that you're not going to re-injure him because he could be a key part in next uh, next series if you get there in the series after and i don't want to waste him in a half a game against the clippers because you rushed him back because you're antsy it's a bruise like yeah this is a, a guy that continually finds a way to hurt himself though and if he's you know not 100 percent in one thing it could lead to an injury somewhere else because he's over compensating i mean, I mean it's a bruise on your happens. back you're not how are you going to overcompensate for your back if you're putting too much weight on one leg because it's on one side and you're overcompensating your body's a whole kinetic chain that one thing leads to another <laughs> thing you, and Espo. leads to injuries <laughs> you, i mean that's what that's what it comes down <laughs> to i, I mean, mean it's his tailbone like he's, he's fine get your ass out there let's go i'm saul obviously got that four-year medical degree from somewhere you know like Get yeah. out there, rub some salt on it, and get back out there. It's called Windex. I, it's you know? called I bruised my tailbone before too, and I got my ass out there. But yeah. you know, I'm just built different. Though. Yeah, I mean, I I miss those NBA minutes you play. Yeah, I mean, I logged a lot of long hours. You know what campaign could use though? Some OGs that'll help you feel. I mean, a bit take better. one before the game; you'll feel fucking good. <laughs> That's that one to one THC to CBD gummy. Uh, that the the strawberries and cream is where you need to go. That's the Happy Balance campaign. Campaign. If you take a Happy Balance gummy, it will make you feel better. It'll make you feel relaxed. It is the fucking total package, sir. Get your ass to your nearest dispensary by going to ogsbrands.com and check it out. Go to your nearest dispensary. Get one in your system. And go fucking whoop up on the Clippers on Thursday. Okay. It's that simple, sir. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't take the sleep gummy though. Don't, the aqua berry is a great flavor, but you don't want to take that before you go out there. That won't help you, but it'll help you after the game. So if you guys, any of the sun's watching right now, if you're wired, you need to relax. Take that sleep gummy, the aqua berry flavor. You're gonna enjoy that too. Uh, just remember. You have to be 21 or over. Exactly. Next. <laughs> you know where where we could stop on the way home? Oh, geez, Circle, Circle K. K. Yes. Yes, we can. Uh, you know, if you and I, I think we both have like a 45 minute to an hour drive, depending on what happens there. So maybe we could use a Red Bull. Maybe we need to stay up. Uh, and you can get a Red Bull. You can get at, uh, Ghost over there at Circle K. <laughs> you can get a Red Bull 12 ounce, uh, two for five, seven for five, or three for $8. Uh, iced coffee, just one eighty nine. Polar Pop, uh, it's, you can get there for 79 cents. They stay colder longer. Uh, and you can also uh, get buy two for one free fast twitch 12 ounce bottles. That's a Gatorade if you weren't uh, weren't sure about that. And uh, there's also an in store uh, sweepstakes uh, two for four fifty uh, for hustle on Malcolm Stewart Rockstar Energy Aqua Factory 
race by. Uh, what all, the fuck are you I'm reading, reading right now? I'm reading this. I don't know what Max did, but this dude, don't read all that shit. <laughs> Look at that. Oh my god, everybody's so literal with these ad reads. No, go to Circle K because it's fucking bombing shit, and you can get a Polar Pop, and you can get you can get monthly subscriptions there. Did you, you know can, that? Yes, for drinks, yes, coffee, that, and that's soda. Awesome. I mean. It, uh, uh, you can't beat that. Emma is not impressed behind the Mac today. I don't know I what's know. going on. She's not feeling it. You I don't know. know. I don't care. She should She's go to Circle K. Vibe a little bit go right get, now. Go get some caffeine. Do you need, maybe you some, need nicotine. some ghost? Whatever you it's need. It's a ghost. Ghost is so sweet in it, my opinion. There's no sugar in this. Zero sugar. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff. Head to circlek.com slash store locator. Find a Circle K. And this is the reason why I'm wearing glasses, folks. I have really, really bad allergies right now. No bullshit. I like I like redness around my fucking eye right now. It's bullshit. I hate it. See, you can I thought see the it. eyeball was going to fall out. It was like see, drooping. Like, or, yeah, yeah, drooping. It's not out of my socket. <laughs> uh, so that's why I'm wearing the glasses because we got a fan. It's a little warm in here. But I also took some Benadryl, and I'm like, I didn't want to fall asleep, so I had to take some Ghost to kind of counteract the Benadryl. Like, I'm all over the fucking place can, right now. Saul, you took a Benadryl? I had to. Just one? Two. Can, can, Saul. I'm built different, hey, Emma. No, you're not. Emma, scroll... <laughs> Scroll up to Kev's comment here. Uh, you don't realize how many key minutes Lindy contributes until Espo starts doing ad reads. <laughs> the fuck is this ad read? And hello, Espo about to read, fuck you, San Diego. <laughs> it's true. I'm just trying to live through my these is, ad reads. My name is Greg Esposito. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually uh, have uh, Monty Williams. He talked to the media uh, after Who? the game, Monty, the oh, head okay. coach, All the right. guy we were ripping on a few minutes ago. <laughs> Let's hear what he had to say to everybody. It's Monty on Devin Booker. And his Monty minutes. on Devin Booker. <laughs> I was planning on taking him out um, the first two minutes of the fourth. Then he got going, and then I said one more play, and then one more play, and he kept hitting shots. <laughs> so I just let him go. Um, but when he's attacking like that, and then he was, you know, knocking down big shots from outside. It just keeps everybody off balance. And I thought the spacing was a lot better tonight. I thought we were um, organized a little bit better than we were the other day. But just having the balance of him and Kevin being able to get to their spots with the live ball helps. I will give Monty credit. He did not stick to his prescriptive rotation tonight. His instinct was to pull Devin at the beginning of the first. He didn't do it. He let Book cook, and that's what he needed to do, and that's why they won tonight. I don't know. In the first quarter, Devin Booker was pretty awful. He probably should have taken him out. But, but <laughs> I mean, the poor man can't catch a break. He does the right thing with Book in the third and fourth quarter, and you want to go back to the first quarter going, he should have sat Book's ass. I mean, if we're talking about the first quarter, nobody in their mind can tell me that Devin Booker was good in the first quarter. Right? No, I know. And even for about two thirds of the of the second quarter too, I, right? I don't give so a shit. Did you see the third and fourth? Oh, I'm no, glad Monty yeah. didn't freeze his I ass mean, and take him out. What he could have said was, "Is like you know, I talked to Book at halftime, and I really you know, and, and that turned everything around." You want Monty to lie? That doesn't seem no, like it's in his nature. He won't lie. That's true. <laughs> no, but, hey, good for him for you know sticking with his players and uh, you know letting them ride out a cold streak and. It definitely worked tonight. It was fantastic, and he was fantastic. Uh, Monty didn't have a horrible game, but, again, 
Uh, things look much, much better when, when everything is clicking a little bit better than they were the night before. And you don't, you know, you don't use your Mr. Freeze powers because we God. know that those are real. I Could you imagine if he had taken Book out like his instinct was and the four bench guys and Katie blew what they had, what they had built up in that third, what we'd be talking about tonight. I'm glad that Monty went against the grain, accepted that he should not have taken book out. And I'm guessing book had something to do with not coming out in that third or in that fourth until the very end there. I mean, look, book played 45 minutes. Kevin Durant played 44. It's playoff basketball they're going to wind up playing significant minutes. I don't want to hear, oh, well, they should have given them more rest. Nope. This is the playoffs. Play the guys. Let's do it. That's what I want to see. By the way, we haven't talked about it tonight, but we launched our Valley of Death shirt mm-hmm. on the first mm-hmm. night. And tonight in those third and fourth quarters, you understood why this is the Valley of Death. This is where playoff hopes are going to come to die this uh, this uh, hopefully for the other team this summer. Well, one way or the other, <laughs> it'll happen. But right now, uh, and if they play the way they did tonight, it's definitely going to be the Clippers' hopes, and then uh, hopefully the Denver Nuggets' hopes, and then the Sacramento Kings, and then bring on the Celtics or uh, or the Bucks or whoever the hell else comes out of the East. Uh, you can get that shirt at the PHNX Locker. Check it out now. It is one of my favorite shirts we have ever done. Uh, I ordered that the second. We were able to. It is a spectacular design. Looking forward to it. And uh, there's another one you can get, too. Another sexy shirt that we got here. We've dropped a lot of shirts. The Slim Valley Reaper shirt in that turquoise. You can get that as well at the PHNX Locker. So many shirts, not enough days to wear them all. Uh, But these are some bangers that we got out there for the bangers. So support your team. I saw one uh, one of our shirts, the Sunset Drive shirt. Behind the bench tonight, second row, right behind the Suns bench, uh, it was uh, it was there, and it is a thing of beauty. You can get that one in the locker as well. Uh, Saul, I know we feel better tonight, but I still think there were some some things that they have to clean up before Game Three. We got Game Three on Thursday night, one day. That's it that they have. Uh, they got to figure out the bench still mm-hmm. uh, and the rotations on that. And uh, they got to figure out the offensive rebounding still. It was not pretty uh, tonight at times. They shorted up in the second half. And again, uh, a lot of those, uh, I mean, yeah, Zubac is a difficult matchup just because he's got long arms too and he just slaps the ball sometimes. Uh, but mostly it's it's the guards that, that try to penetrate uh, and, and are unaccounted for. And they did a much better job with that in the second quarter and on tonight. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose my mind over the offensive rebounds tonight because I thought they did a pretty good job. But I, I would say overall as a team, again, all five guys to the defensive glass, they gotta all be there. They can't leak out to try and get into transition. Uh, the 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 defensive stand is not over until you have secured that rebound and you move on. That's exactly how it goes every single time. That is one thing they could clean up, and then. Turnovers in the first quarter were pretty atrocious. They yes. had, I think they had six or seven turnovers in the first quarter. Uh, so did the Clippers, though. But you saw a moment where Bismack Biombo got his ass chewed out by Kevin Durant because he's like, "Why are you trying to throw it down the court to Okogie 
when there's already two or three guys back for the Clippers instead of just handing it off to Booker right here so we can start our office. That was an unnecessary turnover. Things are tight. Everybody's tight right now. Like, get your shit in it. And Biombo took that ass chewing. He said, that's my bad. Won't happen again. My fault. My fault. And they moved on, and, and they did. Yeah, and he had a couple key blocks uh, in that third quarter, played well. Uh, so uh, I I don't know that I still like the the Biombo minutes, though. I still think Jock would give you more. When your bench is struggling so mightily, and we joked about how ugly that, that Bismack shot is. I mean, KD at one point drove the lane, could have taken the shot himself, saw Bismack open, kicked it to him. And you got that ugly-ass flick mm-hmm. uh, that that he just missed. He left short, hit it off the front of the rim. Luckily, he got his own rebound. But I just feel like Jock could offer you more with your bench struggling offensively. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I was shocked that he didn't even get a minute tonight, to be honest with you. I really am. Yeah. Um, I just o- Overall, I think he does give you a much better offensive um, punch to kind of counteract uh, you know, what you're trying to do from the mid- mid-range and beyond. So, um, I, but you know, Biombo is a great rim protector. Uh, he had a couple of nice blocks tonight. Uh, when are people going to start learning that once they get by by Biombo, you better dunk it, because uh, that guy is probably going to block it. He he got he got the better of Russ Westbrook uh, at at a point tonight as well. I hate to give a guy on on the other team credit, but Russell Westbrook was a big part of why. This Clippers team was in this game tonight. He shot 50%, 9 of 16, uh, and better than 50%. Uh, 28 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 blocks himself. I mean, he was 2 of 3 from deep. What's the answer with this guy? Game 1, he hurt you on the offensive boards. Game 2, he played very well offensively, drew a lot of fouls, got 8 free throws. He had the most free throws of anybody on the court tonight. Is that a guy to be concerned in Game Three, and how do you try to try to slow him down a bit? No, <laughs> not even a little bit. Let Russ cook, because he will cook their ass straight out of this series. I'm not a believer in Russell Westbrook's scoring game. He can get to the rim, that's cool, but he can't shoot for shit. Keep letting him chuck those threes. Keep letting him chuck those mid range jump shots. Cool. I'm not worried about it at all. I really am not. What you what what you saw tonight was you tried to slow Kawhi down to a certain degree. Really, the 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 two guys that you really got to be concerned about the most, in my estimation, is Norman Powell and Eric Gordon, because those guys can drop 25, 30 if if you're if you if you're not accounting for them. Uh, Norman Powell hasn't had the greatest series so far shooting wise. He's been he's been good, but he hasn't been you know he was dropping fucking 25, 30 points a game before the end of the regular season. Uh, yeah. And then and then Eric Gordon, obviously, dude, you leave him open, he's a bucket. He's a bucket every he's single time. I'm concerned about. Powell's yes. been, been average at best in this series, 14 points game one, 12 tonight, not great shooting. But Eric Gordon and those threes mm-hmm. can be very problematic for you. If you don't account for him, it could be cause a big problem. We've seen in both first quarters uh, in in both games so far, those three-pointers can help the Clippers build a lead and build it quickly. Uh, Eric Gordon is going to be a problem in L.A. if he continues to hit that outside shot the, at the frequency he is right now. Uh, he's a he's a good player. He's a solid player. And, and the Suns, for whatever reason, keep losing him on defense. It really baffles me 
but again, I, I saw some things that that the Suns can correct again with the rotations. Um, just a lot of it, it just felt like a couple guys were always like lost, scrambling, trying to figure out which guy they needed to rotate over to. They'll figure that out. I'm free, not worried about it. Free throws, another area of concern. It's plagued them all year. We talked about it and what's in the box, but uh, Clippers had 31 free throws, made 28 of them. Suns had 13 free throws, made four, or had 14 free throws, made 13 of them. They made less than half of what the Clippers did. That that 15 point advantage right there, uh, I mean that's huge, and it it was a big part of Game One. I think it's going to be play a big part in this series as a whole. Is there a way for the Suns to get to the line more? Is this just something that you're going to have to? Uh, basically give up and assume that that's going to be in the Clippers column every night. Uh, no, I think you, you can do some things to shore that up. I'm not, I'm not too concerned about that. Again, like the Suns' effort is going to dictate a lot of this. Uh, they have shown the propensity to be able to rebound at a high clip and play defense at a very high level. They're going to have to, to turn that on a little bit more consistently uh, as they move forward in this series. So I'm not too concerned overall. I'm not either. Uh, in, in the end, uh, even even I think they're good enough even with this discrepancy uh, if it continues to still hit these shot or hit the shots and win. Can, I mean they shot fifty eight percent tonight. I yeah, think, for sure. I think they can carry that. Uh, can I say one thing before we do the next of thing? Of course, uh, folks. We we don't typically do this too many times, but since Tracy is in the chat, oh. um, I know you, it, my guy does not like this at all. Can we go but to the one shot. I, I, Thank you. I will say this, like. Uh, you know, sometimes you guys don't understand uh, or sometimes you just don't realize what people go through. Uh, my guy over here, they had a post uh, on, on social media today. I won't I won't say exactly everything that's that's being uh, detailed, but uh, sometimes trials and tribulations get the best of life. And Tracy, uh, your wife is in the chat and uh, Tracy, we're praying for you. We love you. Uh, we hope everything uh, goes as smoothly as possible. Um, Espo had a, yeah. a great post today, and there was a lot of people in the Discord this morning uh, that saw um, a GoFundMe that was that was getting started. So um, we really appreciate, uh, I really appreciate you and, and, and your wife and your family, and I uh, love you guys. And I, I just hope that everything is 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 as smooth as possible as you guys go through, um, you know, what is a, a, a difficult situation. Emma, can you give me the one shot? I'll. Uh, thank you to everybody that donated to the GoFundMe. Uh, my wife is having a double mastectomy next week. I'll be out for a week taking care of her, but I, I don't usually share this kind of stuff. I did on Twitter and the outpouring of support for for my family and for my wife was truly touching today. I appreciate each and every one of you and, and thank you. And uh, uh just thank you for showing that kindness to to my family in particular. So uh, there's no easy seg segue from this. So let's just <laughs> hit it, Emma. In the darkness, beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome to Hey, Gerald. <laughs> hey, everybody. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, that last post-game stuff was a little bit crazy there. We had a flurry of interviews at the last couple minutes here, but um, everything is good. What, what was your biggest takeaway from all those interviews? What was the biggest thing 
that uh that was like oh okay that's interesting I don't know if there really was that type of moment tonight. I, I think the best line was definitely when Chris Paul was asked about finally getting a win in the playoffs against Scott Foster, and he just responded, I ain't even noticed. And uh, they, <laughs> him and Book kind of left the room laughing together about that. But the biggest thing to me on the court was the way that Devin Booker manipulated that drop coverage. And we talked about this the other day in terms of the Suns missing a lot of mid-range shots in game one. They were lights out in that regard in game two. I think they were 16 for 22 on long mid-range shots, which are 14 feet away between the three-point line, that area, which is just insane. They were a lot better against the drop coverage, and Devin Booker in particular turned in one of the best third quarters, one of the best quarters he's ever played in playoff basketball. He scored or assisted on 28 of their 33 points in that third quarter. Um, he was just phenomenal, and Kevin Durant said it best after the game. He said he's just an all-around player. He's elite at anything that he does on the basketball court, so we need to continue to utilize that. So I, I think the Suns did a much better job of getting both of those guys the ball and letting them work on offense, um, and it definitely showed tonight. Uh, I thought there was a pretty pivotal stretch in the second quarter where D.A. had uh, 8 out of 10 points uh, when every everybody else seemed like they were, they were kind of rattled a little too tight. Um, I thought his jumper at the mid range was about as wet as you could hope. Um, I, I, well, I felt like that that was a main reason why the game didn't get completely out of hand in the opposite direction. Um, it kind of helped stem the tide and kind of calm things down to a certain degree. Uh, what was your take on DA's performance tonight? Uh, he's getting a lot of love tonight in, in the chat, but what was your perception of him? Yeah, I, I think I actually asked Monty about that stretch in the second quarter where he hit those mid-range shots to kind of keep the offense afloat, and Monty agreed it was it was big for them um, because, you know, he was saying they're only worth two points, but he felt like early in the game, D.A. was rolling a little bit too far into the traffic and, and not freeing himself up, and when he started getting to that mid-range, you know, he was open, he was hitting those shots, and it was big for them because the offense was coming pretty sparingly at that point. Um, so that was big. I, I think D.A., especially on the defensive end, this was not a great night for him, especially in the first half. But I do think it was better in the second half. And I think, like you said, that stretch in the second quarter when it didn't seem like anything was going the Sun's way and that that lead could have ballooned for the Clippers. Uh, he did a nice job of keeping them in it so that they could be in a position to close the second quarter the way that they did with that run. Um, you look up at the scoreboard at halftime after Booker hits that big shot and you're just kind of flabbergasted that it was even tied because it felt like they had been outplayed by double figures. So, you know, without DA hitting some of those shots, that that's the type of thing that could fly under the radar, but shouldn't in this case, um, because he definitely took game one to heart in terms of the, the defensive rebounding struggles. And I, I thought he was better tonight. Uh, Gerald, there's a report from uh, Crispy Haynes on Twitter that uh, CP3 received an x-ray on his hand following the game. Uh, results came back clean. But did you hear anything about what happened, why he needed the x-ray, and what they were afraid of? No, uh, Monty was asked about it after the game in terms of holding his hand and looking at it, and he said he wasn't sure what the deal was there. Uh, my, Chris did have kind of a, a wrap on his fingers, it looked like, in the post-game presser when we got to that. Um, but the good news is it came back clean, so we'll see what we're dealing with. Uh, also good news is that after, you know, starting one for five, I think he hit six of his next eight shots. Just when it looked like he was kind of washed in that first quarter, he came to life, hit a lot of those mid range jumpers. Like I was talking about, 
that the Clippers drop coverage was giving them. Um, and the Clippers did a good job of mixing up their defense, but I, I thought with the way that Booker was getting downhill and finding guys for three, the way that Okogi was cutting off the ball when he got in there with the core four a little bit, um, and then just the fact that Book, KD, and, and CP3 were hitting those mid-range jumpers, they were able to you know, really push through all the different looks they were seeing. So we'll, we'll learn more about Chris's situation tomorrow at practice in L.A., but uh, for now, the fact that it's clean, that's obviously good news. Did they say? Did, oh, sorry. Did they say when they he heard it? No, I, I think it must have been late in the game because we didn't. I didn't see any rap on it in the third quarter or the fourth. I, I can't remember seeing anything wrong with it. Um, but we'll we'll get clarification on that from Chris tomorrow. Uh, obviously, the follow up is if Chris Paul is hobbled by that hand in any way, how close is campaign? To coming back because you'd you be, be down the only point injury? guards on your roster. <laughs> Can you be hobbled with a hand injury? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you can you I guess you can be gimp. I don't know what the right term is for that. <laughs> Look, um, I got, you can be not effective. How about that? We'll go with non effective. Yeah. Um so campaign I actually asked Monty about this before the game and he was saying, you know, obviously the go to phrase that they use is checking the boxes, but he was saying as far as his progression, he's working hard to get back, but there's still some certain movements that he can't do quite yet. He spent a lot of time in the practice facility with Jarrett Jack. Monty says every time he's looking out the window when they're having you know, a meeting or whatever at the practice facility, he sees Cam out there trying to get back. So it, it's not a matter of him not wanting to be out there or anything like that. It's just that with this particular injury, uh, it, it's limiting some of his range of movement, some of the motions that he needs to be able to do to get on the court. So um, I don't know if it's reasonable to expect him to be back for game three. I could be wrong. He's been listed as questionable for the first two games, which is obviously better than just out or doubtful. But um, yeah, they could really use him back, especially if Chris Paul is limited by that hand injury. Uh, how come it feels to me, we talked about this, it just feels like, you know, we, we bitched and complained about 24 minutes for Landry Shamit, and he played 10 minutes less than he did last game, and it still feels like too much. I just don't understand what he's doing out there on the court. That's actually a tangible benefit for this team, especially offensively. Offensively, he's he's irrelevant. He's completely irrelevant offensively. Defensively, I know he can, he can hold his own, and uh, he can match up a little bit better, but Overall, I mean, I, I'm kind of done with the Landry ex experiment. It does give me Nader vibes. Um, I don't know what's going on. I feel I felt like TJ Warren deserved more than just a couple minutes tonight. Get excited because CP3 is actually hurt. You're, oh, he's Jesus been practicing Christ. to start is at oh, point Jesus. guard. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I feel like Landry has become a scapegoat and a punching bag more than anybody on this team. And I understand offensively. Would like to be like, oh, no, excuse me. No, 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 no. Because yes. DA is actually a starter and you need him to rebound. Landry is just whenever things are going bad, they look at his 14 minutes like, oh, that's Landry's. No, like he went out there. He defended. TJ Warren was in for a couple minutes, got back cut immediately for a foul. That's why he didn't play. Landry is a capable defender. And as much as I didn't like that pull-up three he took off the screen, I think it was in the third quarter, that was a bad shot. He does defend well. In game one, He got, I think he had a steal tonight where he like dove out of bounds and threw the ball to a teammate. In game one, he had a couple of runouts for dunks. Like He's not an incapable player. 
and I don't know that there's a better option on the bench right now. I think you want to try Terrence Ross a little bit more. They went with Damian Lee tonight because they badly needed some three-point shooting, but defensively, he's not as good as Landry. He's more of a pigeon in that regard. And Terrence Ross, we know that he's going to be targeted defensively. So I would like to see a little bit more Ross, but like Landry's 14 minutes were fine. I I struggle. I disagree. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I get it. You can I, I you can it. disagree, but like he defends. He defends really well. He switches, and offensively, you can say what you want, but like. They want defense. They want capable guys who know what they're doing, and there aren't that many guys on the Suns bench fitting that description right now. But also, he gets he he gets an opportunity to defend uh, several for because he plays so much. He plays a lot more than those other guys. Listen, no guy, no guy in the NBA can can show up for two minutes and and then and be expected to be perfect in that two minutes, right? Like you got to get into a flow too. And if it's just a one-shot, one-kill method by Monty, that's not really giving his guys a shot to play more. And that's my that's my problem is that, listen, if you're going to play Damian Lee for three minutes or you're going to play TJ Warren for two minutes, just keep their ass on the bench. There's no point to that at all. And so that that's where well, I, you I, don't, give, I don't really – I mean, you got to give your guys a break. Like, Book played 45 minutes. KD played 45 minutes. Like, you need some bench minutes in some regard. But, like, Lee and Warren weren't good in their minutes. So I don't – I don't see the problem there. Look, I think I think my biggest thing is your bench once again scores 13 points. You're struggling there. You know Terrence Ross is a guy that can score if given the opportunity, and you've found a way to give him four minutes in this series so far. I think that's my biggest bone to pick. I understand that Shamit's out there primarily because he can play defense and he's filling a lot of those campaign minutes uh, right now. But I personally would love to see Terrence Ross get the opportunity. I understand. Defensively, he's not going to be as strong. But if he gets it going offensively, he can make more than make up for that very quickly. I'd just like to see him get the opportunity with as anemic as the bench has been. I would agree with that. I, I think Ross deserved a shot. And Monty said in game one that he felt like he should have given him a longer stint. And then in game two, he doesn't show up at all. Um, I, I haven't been a fan of Monty's rotations in this series, and we keep coming back to the fact that, like, you look at Josh Akogi, he was able to have more of an impact tonight because, A, he played more, and B, he played more with the core four, which is a lineup that really utilizes what he does well. Um, I, I feel like, you know, Tori is capable of producing off the bench. He's been great for them in the first two games, and I think he's played too well now for Monty to realistically take him out of that starting lineup. But I, I do agree with you, like, they need more bench production. Josh coming off the bench, maybe not going to give you the scoring impact that you want. I feel like that that switch is the most logical thing, but I, I don't see it coming. So in that case, you got to try a guy like Ross to get that bench production up. Have you uh, had an opportunity to talk with Tori? I mean, he's been great through the first two games. I've been impressed. He's been hitting those open corner threes, which is what we said was going to be a key in this series, him or uh, I, or a Kogi hitting those. Have you had a chance to talk to him yet? No, because of the way that they were staggering player interviews after the game, we barely got a hold of KD, Chris, and Book, so that was a little um, hectic there at the end. But we talked to Craig at practice yesterday, 
Um, and he was saying, you know, he made that joke about, well, yeah, I, I thought I would go off for a playoff career high if Ivica Zubats was on me. So they're they're clearly conceding <laughs> some of these looks to Tori. Um, and I think he had hit at one point in like the third quarter, he had hit seven of their 14 threes so far in the series to that point. So he's been making them pay for kind of leaving him as the fifth guy. And that's exactly what we needed out of that fifth guy. We knew defenses were going to focus on the other four. Um, and Craig has done a good job of keeping defenses honest or making them pay when they just leave them wide open. I don't have any other questions. <laughs> no, Gerald, any, anything else you want to want to share, get off your chest uh, before you have to go hop on a flight to L.A.? No, I don't think so. But everybody in the chat, if you could donate to that and go fund me, that would be really helpful. We love Espo and Tracy here. We love all of you guys for your support, for watching us. If you do have five, ten, fifteen dollars to donate, please go to that GoFundMe and donate. Yeah. That's all I got. You're too kind. You all like Tracy. You tolerate me. It's all right. That's fine. <laughs> That's exactly uh, it. Ger Gerald, <laughs> thanks so much. Safe travels to LA. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, we look forward to Do we have to a graphic for you, Gerald? Like Gerald in LA or <laughs> girth Gerald? Girth on the go. Ger yeah, girth on the go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll make, make one, one up. Yeah. Let's go see the girth. I'll, I'll make one and I'll send it to you. Yeah. Oh, to mission girth. There it is. No. There it is. There it is. Disney World, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Gerald, we will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Mission girth. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to have too much fun. We're going to have way too much fun giving him shit while he's on the road. You know, but, you we know, should the, Photoshop him in all sorts of different places but this, in listen, LA. One of the things you guys all need to understand is that uh, the, the dear sweet Emma behind the Mac, when she first got here, one of the first things she created was the flat girth. Flat girth. Yeah, that was like almost the very the first job. thing. That's basically what got her the job full time here, for sure. The flat girth, and so like I, that. That's a very uh, uh, it's a very uh, dear thing to us. We love it very much. You guys came up with the words, uh, and then we made the 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 image. So can, it was fantastic. Can we get the girthy wood uh, sign in the mountains uh, in LA? We can try. Maybe. But I'll we play around. How about we play the sounder because we did in fact. Oh, we should. In the darkness. No, 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 win, no. Win, 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 win. What's The win. Oh. Win, win, well, win, win. Like, you guys got to be more specific. Win. It's a win, 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 win. <laughs> Curve everything else. Win, 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 win. Ah, uh, we did win. We did. And that means that game, uh, game three isn't a. Uh, isn't as uh, downtrodden as it could, as it could have been if yeah. they won. It's also not going to be downtrodden because you guys are all going to come hang out with us over yep. at the MGM, BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium, and that's going to be fun. Also, uh, check it out because you're going to get free bets. So hang out with us. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, that's Thursday, 6 p.m. out of BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium. We will be out there. We can't wait to see you as well. It should be a lot of fun. Let's take a look at the super chats before we get out of here i don't want to miss any of those from you guys tonight man well said working night shift feels better after a dub yes, we sir. agree with you uh ben m says anyone talking about how book rolled his ankle like kd but kept playing it was not like kd's not it rolled ankle it was nowhere near it uh but book did stay out there might be five dollar super chat 
Damn, Aspo, you and Tracy have all the thoughts and prayers, man. You guys are strong and we'll get through this. Damn. I have no doubt. I didn't know where it was going. And I thought, damn, damn Aspo. I thought I thought I was going to get uh, yelled at at first. Uh, Code, thank you very much, Code. A forty nine ninety nine uh, super chat. Let's go, Tracy, uh, with some emojis there. We appreciate it. And Alex from Phoenix, a nine ninety nine super chat. What a fun night! Great dub for the Suns. By far the loudest crowd of the night. Or crowd pop of the night was when Zubak missed two free throws. Thank you for free Chick-fil-A. Everybody sir. gets Chick-fil-A, baby. How about Brian Anderson on the broadcast? Two different times in 40 seconds after those missed free throws, he yelled something about free food. That's right. <laughs> Key part of the game, and he's fixated on they're getting free food. So, you know, it was a fun night for sure. We've got another one coming up on Thursday. But before then... We're going to be right back here, 3 p.m. tomorrow. We'll have Girth in L.A. We'll be talking about things. We're going to have – I think we're going to have a very special yeah. interview with Justin Ishbia, the Suns uh, co-owner, who will be tentatively scheduled to join us on the program. He was here tonight. He's flying back to Chicago. We'll see. But uh, as of right now, he'll be joining us on the program. We'll have plenty to talk about. Uh, to talk about what what we have rested on, think about game two and look ahead to game three. We'll be back at 3 p.m. He's Saul Bookman. You can follow him at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Suns. You can follow me at Espo. And from the bottom of my heart, I genuinely mean this. Thank you so much for your support uh, and everything else uh, for my wife and I. Thank you and ahoy ahoy. Yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always wreck the family. Rally in the valley.